Another five-word fable from TeamRock.com. Oh, that train's going rather fast. Welcome one and welcome all to the Juicecast, episode two, Attack of the Juicecast. Obviously, I'm in a Star Wars-y kind of mood. When am I not in a Star Wars-y kind of mood? In any case, it's brought to you by TeamRock.com. I'm Dewsbury, and if this is your first time checking out the Juicecast, then thank you for taking the time out of your day and, you know, taking the time out of your life to check this out. I appreciate it. And if you are a previous listener, if you checked out last week's episode on the SoundCloud or what have you, then... You really only have yourself to blame. If you want to get in touch, if you want to give me a shout, you can do that however you want. You can tweet me to at Rock, or you can always email me to studio at teamrock.com. And I'm always checking the emails and what have you when I'm on air every afternoon from 3 through until 7 during the week. On this week's episode of the Juicecast, I've included the chat that I had with Mikey Demas of Skindred a few weeks back. It was from before the new album came out. But he's a top guy, he's Mikey, and we had a great chat. So I thought I'd include that for you. But since the new album is actually out this week, and it is absolutely brilliant as well, have to say, and Skindred have started their UK tour. I spoke to Benji from the first date of it in Southampton earlier on this week. And other tours that have kicked off this week, Evil Scarecrow have started their first UK headlining tour. And from a service station somewhere on the way to Cardiff, I think it was, I spoke with Dr. Hell about what it means to him and the band to finally be able to set off on their first UK tour. There's all the other stuff as well, the same usual stuff that you'd know and love or tolerate in any case. This is the Juicecast episode two. Let's get to it. I was watching the F1 at the weekend. It was really cool. Come on, you know me. I love my F1. It's kind of the the main reason I got Sky TV, but that's by the by. So I was watching the F1, and it was the Mexico Grand Prix. Not in itself the most exciting race of the season, but it was the first time Formula 1 had been back to Mexico in about 20 years, something like that. So it was an exciting race to watch. And the thing about Mexico is that Mexico City is really high up. It's like two and a bit kilometers above sea level. So this is really high, and when you get that high, the air gets a lot thinner. So it's tougher on the drivers, it's tougher on the fans, it's tougher on the cars as well. And both Ferraris crashed out. Raikkonen had a coming together with Valtteri Bottas, I think it was. And Vettel just, well, he just had an issue and just crashed out. And this is at, well, 7,000 feet above sea level. And it occurred to me that the last man to crash his car while that high was George Michael. Incredibles too, though. Oh, my word. (laughs) So that's due out in 2019, uh, which will make it 15 years, because Incredibles was out in 2004. Shut up! Uh, me and Shani were just talking because I think it was was it early on today or maybe over the weekend or something. Disney have announced all of their movies for the next four years. They've yeah, it's, that's quite excessive, isn't it? There's a fairly large <laughs> list of movies that they've announced. Uh, so there is uh, a little film coming out in December that you might have. It's the Force. The Force uh, oh, Awakens. That's the one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, nobody cares Just a about little, that. Yeah. But I mean, this list of movies is <laughs> phenomenal. There's the live action Jungle Book. Wow. How cool does that if one look? If you haven't look? seen the trailer to that yet, get on it. Hells yes. 
Uh, there's Captain America Civil War. There is Alice Through the Looking Glass, which Tim Burton's going to be producing. Finding Dory! I can't wait. Ellen DeGeneres. They're releasing Finding Dory! My inner child is... Well, no, my my, my inner grown-up is... My outer grown-up is just doing a loop-de-loop <laughs> of that one. It's amazing. Uh, they're going to remake Pete's Dragon, randomly. I don't know that. I remember it from Betamax when I was a kid. Who's Pete and who's his dragon? I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's move on from that one. They've got Doctor Strange with Benedict Bimble was his face. Uh, they've got <laughs> a Star Wars spin-off, Rogue One. This is very cool. They're going to be releasing this December 16th, 2016. Uh, it will have a monster cast from Oscar winner Forrest Whitaker and Mads Mikkelsen. Ooh. To other people I haven't heard of. It will take place before the events of A New Hope and will follow a group of rebels who try to steal the plans for the Death Star. Well, I wonder how that goes for them. Hmm. If there's a lot of Bothans in that group, I'm going to guess it doesn't go well for them. No, bit of a spoiler there. Hmm. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Uh, what else is there? Oh, Guardians 2! There's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Wow. Uh, Star Wars Episode 8. Holy crap. <laughs> the next Pirates of the Caribbean, the next Thor, Black Panther, uh, a little film called The Avengers, never heard of it. But then that Incredibles one. They're, they're doing that. The oh. Incredibles 2. Now, but what year does that come out, Jewsbury? If they're set to release, release a sequel to 2004's The Incredibles on June the 21st, 2019. How's your calendar looking around that time? Oh, um, I, I don't know. We best pencil it in. A best pencil it in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, serious, man. Shit, I don't even know what I'm doing this Friday night. Never no. mind in 2019. I'm with me right now, Groovemaster Mikey Demas from Skindred. Brother, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm very good. Happy to be here. Oh, dude, this is the first time we've actually met. Yeah. I mean, I've I've met Benji a few times. You know, we're doing all the, the whole press stuff, but we've never actually met. It's a pleasure to meet you, man. Thanks for having me. What, it's a what an beard. awesome beard as well! Uh, thank you. I'm thank a bit you. of a fan of beards. Do you use like oil and stuff on it? Do you know, I don't use anything. People <laughs> ask me that a lot, and I have no real regime. It's just sort of au naturel. It is. It, a beard is a wonderful thing. A mate of mine, he had a beard that was not quite as yours, not like a good two foot like yours is getting there. Do you think it, it's two feet now? Wow. I don't, I don't know. You know, Wait, it definitely it's coming down a navel level. It's there, nearly isn't it? at belly button length. If I give it a little little pull, yeah, you can like plait it into your. Never, no, let's not even go go with that one. I get lots of threats to plait it, and do not, you? It's not happening yet. Yeah, everyone's like, "Well, can I plait it?" And I say, ah. I "Imagine it would really hurt." Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's just kind of doink. Oh no. Sensitive. When did when did you last actually you know kind of shave? Um, in about two thousand and. 10-ish. Beginning of 2010, end of 2009, I think. I had to sort of have a little trim. Yeah, yeah. And then it sort of went into, oh, what have I done? <laughs> it's all gone. And I had to really, you know, then I just went clean shaven and I was so miserable that I vowed that's never happening again. It's just a miserable feel because, right, every guy can feel this, right? You're just kind of, just trimming it, just giving it a bit of shape and then you, zzz. oh, shit. If you've ever, if you've ever sort of walked out of a, getting your hair cut somewhere, and gone, I really hate what they've done to my hair, and you're, like, really upset about it. It's like that, but times ten, because you did it yourself. Yes. You know? I, I had a horrible... Th- this must have been about six months back, something like that. I was trimming, and I, I, you know when you just wake up and you're, like, you're so not with it. Mm. I put the wrong head thing on my trimmer. Uh. 
And before I realised what I'd done, I'd taken off half my moustache. Man. So I tried taking off the other half to try and even it out. And I realised I was pulling off the Amish look, but just not very well. <laughs> the Amish look, it does, my name is not Jebediah. It doesn't... It, <laughs> Mordecai. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't work, man. So uh, you are actually here because uh, Skinner have got a new album coming. Not just here to talk about beards, although this is awesome. You've got the new album, Volume, is coming October 30th. Man, tell me. That's right. I'm proper stoked for this. I'm very excited about it. We're all very excited. It's our sixth album, comes out at the end of the month, just in time for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're all really, really stoked on it. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little album. It's certainly, that. well, of the, I've only heard about two tracks from it so far. Uh-huh. And more so than anything else I've ever said in the world, I mean this with all my heart, it's definitely Skindred. Hey, there you go. Well, if you, if you love Skindred or you hate Skindred, it's going to be Skindred. It's very riffy. It's kind of a really focused group of songs. We really wanted to put something that was hard-hitting and focused. And there is no it. other band in the world that sounds like you guys. No other band at all. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, you know. That's, a, that's something, right? That's something you can that, take. That's a huge compliment, man, to you. Like, I, I can't think of many other bands in the world where you say... There's no other band that sounds like them at all. Weird. Maybe Muse. Yeah. There's well, no. Every time I listen to Muse now, I just think they sound like Queen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of like the melodically, they're kind of going down this Queen route, which is nothing wrong with it. But it's just like they're sort of they've become like a caricature almost of uh, what they're about. And I don't know if that's a bad thing, but the last album, anyway, I thought sounds very Queeny. Did In you a modern uh, Queen? Were you at download this past summer? Uh, yes. Of course you were. Uh, did you see the Muse set that they did on the Saturday night? Oh, no, I wasn't. No, what am I talking about? I wasn't there. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no. No, wait, what? Too many festivals, did Yeah, well, that's it. And well, we played there last year. I, 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 I know I've seen you guys at Download like about three times, maybe. Yeah. But I just can't remember which years. That You know, they all kind of meld into one. It does get like that a little bit. Download's like the jewel of the crown of the festival season for us. You know, obviously, UK festival. It's a big UK festival. Yeah. And it's where our fans are more than anywhere else. And it's always a treat to play there. But like you said, I, there's t- sometimes when I can't remember when I was there and when I wasn't there. It's uh, <laughs> because the, the, festi- the, the summer just sort of goes past you. Three yeah. or four months of four or five festivals a week every week. And you just think, where am I today? It's, it's embarrassing, but it's true. It's not meant to sound in any way RC or in any way, Ooh, look at me, I, I, I work in music. I, I know it don't come across like, because I'm exactly the same. Yeah. And it's like, you genuinely try and remember individual moments and individual things, but, you know, it's festivals. There's normally beer involved somewhere. So the memory ain't what, ain't what it probably should be. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we love Download and uh, we're hoping to be back there at some point. Can't say for definite one way or another. Uh-oh. But, uh, mm, but oh. yeah, um, it's... Mom's uh, the word. Mom's the word. I'm hoping. You never know. We might be back there. You never know. You never can tell with that kind of thing. You never know. I'm looking forward to next summer anyway, because it's going to be more debauchery, <laughs> jumping up and down, smashing up festival fields here, there, and everywhere. Right, because if you've never seen Skindred Live, they are truly a force to be reckoned with. From the tiny little venues like the Underworld that they did as part of uh, the Camden Rocks Festival. Yep. Underworld is like, it's got to be, what, about... 400, I think. 400 capacity venue there. From little venues like that through to massive stages, Skindred just own it. How do you go from doing, like, tiny little venues to big 
venues and just kind of just taking it all in your stride. I think it's the same energy, you know. We kind of we do what we do. We get once we get up there, it's kind of you get sort of taken over, but you're possessed by the the spirit. The of, riff gods. Yeah, you yes! get struck by the lightning of riff Zeus, and then the <laughs> next thing you know, you're jumping up and down, swinging a guitar around, and you look out and people are just bouncing up and down like 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 you know crazy possessed. Or rock, taking the rock. shirts off and whirling them around their heads. That too, yeah. I'd, whether it's a big festival or a small, um, small club, we, tr- we, we try to sort of give the same amount of energy. And it, it's not even really something we try to do. It's just the way it goes down. Do you just come up with these things, these massive chunky riffs? Do they just come to you? Oh. Or do you actually have to sit down and go, right, what I really need now is an absolutely massive riff to go in it. How does that work? Uh, there's not really any kind of uh, ritual that goes on. I suppose it's just the process of... <laughs> Virgin sacrifice, no. you know, drinking goat's blood. I do, I do that just for the taste, to be honest with you. Oh, okay, fair. Well, it's still better than, like, skull, that kind of stuff. Exactly. But, I, but um, I generally hum a lot of riffs into my phone. I never really... Never, right. Never really come up with a riff when I'm sat with a guitar. Very rarely. It's always driving somewhere or walking somewhere or, you know some place where you've, you've never got a guitar anywhere near you I'd sort of go I've got this got this idea I've got this idea grab your phone and sort of hum it into it and then you get home later and kind of so hash what, it out on a guitar and so then, what you're saying is that your subconscious is a dick yeah. and just sends you these things yeah. when, this is the most inconvenient time to think of a riff do you know the, the one that happens the most is that I'll be lying in bed at like three in the morning and my wife will be asleep and I'll have this idea and I'll reach my phone and then if you were to listen through my phone, there's all these whispered riffs that, like, I go listen to the next day and I can't understand any of it. And I'm literally there going, Have you got, have you got a riff there on your phone? Going, Can you play us one? I'll be going, <laughs> And then, you're, yeah, you're trying to make sense of it the next day. Do you know what? This is a new phone, so I've probably only got about three things on there, but I don't have any to play you. But <sighs> on my old phone, it was chocker full with nonsense. Completely you, nonsense that I couldn't make head nor tail of. You're not alone in doing that. Uh, I interviewed Jerry Cantrell once at uh, Download Festival, mm. and he played, uh, you know, from, uh, I think it was The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here. Yeah. You know, the stone riff. Down, 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 down. He played me that riff that he'd sung into his phone. Wow. And it's like, that's cool. Oh, okay, so Jerry Cantrell does this as well, and That's you know cool. he's been around a bit. It's funny to look back through like the sort of voice memos and see things that don't have a name, and then you go, "Oh man, that's that's warning," and it's called like something completely unrelated, and whatever I was calling it at the time. And yeah. then you think, "Oh, that, that ended up as warning." It's funny. Then my old phone is full of those, just a little treasure trove of me humming badly in the phone, <laughs> and then some of them become songs, and some of them should never, ever, ever be heard. <laughs> Yeah, do you, do you, how strict a kind of uh, kind of filtering system do you have to put in there when you listen back to them and go, well, I was pissed when I, when I thought <laughs> of that one. That's rubbish. I mean, I'm fairly hard on myself, but I mean, uh, anything I think's acceptable, I take to the room and then the other guys will either embrace it or shoot it down. So, it, <laughs> And that's a group effort, you know. None of the, none of the songs that we record are, a, a, you know, just one person's thing. It's, it's a... The, the band write the songs at the end of the day but just the songs sort of come from a little nugget of inspiration from here sometimes it's a riff from me sometimes it's a riff from Dan or something Ari brings to the table or Benji will bring something to the table and it just sort of turns into a song but it's funny to see how they originally originally came from like you said with yeah. Jerry Cantrell to think that him coming into his phone yeah, and that's how, where they come from you hear so. the Alice in Chains album yeah. like oh yeah it started here with me going bah, bah, bah. but I can't remember the last time I sat down with a guitar in my hand and went right 
check this out inspiration on the spot and it never happens like that i end up playing the same few things all the time and just going you know da, 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 da. do you remember last week Pete Bailey joined me in the studio and we ended up talking about gentlemen shaving a certain delicate part of their anatomy. This was off the back of an article tweeted about by Men's Health magazine about the best way for a gentleman to go about shaving. Well, okay, so we got talking about all this and while we were chatting, I explained that, you know, a gentleman trims. Might not completely shave, but a gentleman definitely trims. Not only does it have the added benefit of looking nicer, it also can make certain bits of you look bigger. Alright, this is good. Now, what with one thing and another, over recent weeks, I've neglected to trim. Ah. Cut to the weekend, I went to try and persuade Beloved that it was time for some husband and wife sexy time. As I do. Because I've neglected to trim recently, she visibly recoiled and said the words, Jesus Christ, what's that? Yeah. Thanks, beloved. She said it looked like Vern Troyer caught in a thicket. You know, there was all this furor on Twitter yesterday over uh, the changing of an icon, right? Because you can no longer pre- just press the star button and favourite something. You've got to press the heart button to like something. Now, there's a lot of issues surrounding this, and Twitter seems to have got its knickers in a twist. Me included, to be honest. Because I fear change. Hmm. But, right, it's just the latest thing that Twitter have done to... Basically, dick around with things, including they added Twitter polls the other week. I don't know if you well, you've got to have seen these if you're on Twitter, where if you're going to tweet something, you can press what looks like a kind of pie chart icon, and you can put a Twitter poll up, where you, people can vote on one of two options. So, for example, you can put up uh, what is your favourite cover colour, red or blue, and then people can select which one, and then you have a definitive scientific result to your poll. I tried one of these myself the other day from at Dewsbury Rock because I've been forbidden from using the Team Rock Twitter, probably reasonably. But in any case, I put one of these out on at Dewsbury Rock, right? The definitive one that means we no longer need to bother with these Twitter polls because they're bloody annoying. Which is your favourite button on Twitter polls? Yeah, made a lot of sense to me. And a staggering 54% of these 61 people who voted said the bottom one. So can we just... Stop it now. And now, the sound of a squid being fired out of a cannon. Back joining me in the studio, the man who was keeping you company a little earlier on, Mr. Stephen Hill. Thanks for sticking around, dude. What's happening? <laughs> what's, what's happening, man? You all right, innit? Yeah, yeah, it's all right, innit? Um, I don't know why I did that, sorry. Uh, yeah, no idea. No, right. Weird, wasn't it? Okay, so I wanted you to join me again because you are well known for having opinions. Yep. Many of them. Everybody has opinions. I, 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 I refute this as an allegation that it's, it's just me. Okay, right. You're well known for having opinions and... Not being able to hide them. I not Yeah, the not thing. being able yeah, to hide them and being fair. extremely vocal about them. Yeah, that's fair. That's all right, isn't it? Sure yeah, it's fine. Thing is, right, earlier on this afternoon, one of the guys in the office posted a thing on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Team Rock Official, just asking the question, most underrated Metallica song. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this for ages, and I can't decide whether to go with, like, old school Metallica. You can't do that. New Let's school just get Metallica. this very clear now. I, I just now. don't know. Let's get this very clear now. If you're picking anything from the first four Metallica, I would say the first five, but because people get a little bit... 
you know, sort of quivery bottom lip about the black album yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Some of those like sort of smelly patch jacketed denim and leather <laughs> twats. Like because some of them like do that. I don't think you can pick anything from the first four albums. And I would say five because it's one of the biggest albums yeah. ever. And I still think even if you're picking something from the black album, come on. It's not really underrated, you can't is have it? That. No. Everyone knows that those albums are up there. And the first four. I mean, there's not there's someone gonna go, I'll tell you what's underrated. Whiplash. No, it's not. Everyone goes on about how brilliant Whiplash are. Oh, the Four Horsemen. So, no, it's not. It's, it's not underrated. It's not underrated. I mean, in a way, if you're going to pick anything like that, you're basically saying that people don't love Metallica enough. And there is, in 2015, there's an argument to be had there. Yeah. That Metallica are sort of, you know, laughed at in certain sections of the metal community, which I think is outrageous when they've done so much. But, you know, they are getting it. I know they are well, getting it. They did ridiculous. do Lulu as well. So, hmm. oh, mate, don't get me started on Lulu. <laughs> Big fan. Are you really? Yeah, yeah, I like Lulu. That's a I'm story for it. another time. So All it right. is. All right, so we've established then that we can't have something from the first four albums. Let's album. say five. Let's say five. Include Let's the Black five. Album. Because, yeah. uh, okay, whether some people go, oh, it's not proper Metallica or not, it is proper Metallica, all right? It's yeah. one of the biggest selling albums of all time. It basically, it's chock. I mean, if you don't, it, whether you're heavy metal or whatever you think you are, if you don't like the, if you can literally sit there and listen to the Black Album and go, "This is rubbish," then you got to sort your ears out, mate. Get down the whatever the equivalent of. Okay, a, a so it's something from load onwards. Definitely. What? What do you think is well, now, the most underrated Metallica I'm, track? I'm holding my hands up here because I'm saying it's got to be something off Load. I think Load is a is a total gem, an absolute gem. I think there's so many great songs on Load. It's one of my favourite Metallica albums. It's not a metal record, admittedly, but it was the first Metallica. I was 16 when Metallica released Load, and I was 11 when the Black Album came out, so it was a little bit early for me. I was still listening to, like, happy hardcore and stuff when, you know, I was listening to, like, <laughs> madness when, uh, when the Black Album came out. So it wasn't really until Load that uh, Metallica came out uh, with an album that I was actually old enough to sort of get. So I went and got Load. It's the first record I got. And I think if you go back and listen to it, not with the ears of a, well, oh, this is the band who wrote Battery. But if you listen to it as a, what it is, which is a great hard rock album, don't be telling me you like Blackstone Cherry and then slagging off Load. Oh, no, you can't Load do that. Will smash the hell out of any of those kind of southern rock bands. There's three on that album that I think are never really mentioned that are brilliant. Um, the first one is Ain't My Bitch, the opening song. Yeah, that is yeah. a killer song. The other one is Ronnie, which is them doing Leonard Skinner, which at the time everyone went, oh, God, they're doing this sort of southern rock thing. Yeah. Fast forward 20 years, who isn't doing that southern rock thing? So, again, Metallica being way, way ahead of the curve. And thirdly, and this would be my most underrated one, for a band uh, that people go on about, like, oh, I love the labyrinthian prog twists and turns that they have on these long songs on Master of Puppets and on Injustice for All. Injustice for All is my favourite Metallica album. I love you know, the title track of that, it's brilliant. But The Outlaw Torn is an incredible song. Full stop. That would be the one for me. The Outlaw Torn. Wow. Amazing song. That is a bit of an epic, it's isn't it, The Outlaw absolute Torn? Absolute epic banger. What a bad, it's a brilliant song. Who's not, who's, who's cussing that? I, I do remember one. when the album first came out and there was, there three, was, three there was K's, uproar, wasn't there? Three Ks in Korean. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Shocking. I, mean? I was going a kind of similar direction to... I want not whether to go with... Because there were a couple of tracks off Reload that I really like. Mm-hmm. There was Attitude. Yeah, mate. That was one of... And there was... That's a good pick. 
that was better than you as oh, well. Oh, yeah, which that's had, a great bit. Which has a right riff. That's a great riff. See, for me, that would be uh, more uh, of a typical Metallica song. Yeah, it's kind the of... The reason a, I picked the other ones, I think maybe, like I said, Ain't My Bitch, which probably is, but like Ronnie was yeah. not very typical Metallica. Um, and I think the Outlaw Torn definitely was nothing to do with that sort of normal thing they're doing. Those ones are more sort of typical Metallica songs, I would say. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But after going on about these ones from Reload, I might surprise you with this one. You're going to go for something to St. Anger? No, it's from S&M. Mm, yeah, okay, okay, I'm yet to be convinced by this, but go on. Right, because you know they did the S&M albums with... Yeah, um, the San Francisco the, Symphony Orchestra and Michael, the Michael Kamen. Michael Kamen, what an amazing talent mm. he was. Uh, but they did two new tracks on the album, didn't they? One, they did one on disc one, one on disc yeah. two. On the first disc, I think it was, they did... Minus Human, I believe it was called. Uh, there was, was it No Leaf Clover? No Leaf Clover no was Leaf on... Clover. Now, that song has got it all for me. It's got some killer riffs in it. It's got this huge orchestral backing. And it's, it just sticks with you. Like a freight train coming your way. Like, I love this track. It's a banger. It's an absolute, yeah. it's like grandiosity personified. They played this at Wembley Stadium and I lost my shoes. <laughs> but the kitchen in our office, right, to change tack slightly, the kitchen is quite small. So the storage cupboard for all the tea and coffee making things is the other side of the office. I had to refill the tea bag container today. I'm walking across the office armed with a large sack of tea bags. I was just swinging around, you know, as you do. I almost caught one of the girls in the office with it. <sighs> Cut to me chasing her through the office saying, I'm going to attack you with some tea bags. I'll tea bag you. <sighs> it was at that point I realised I haven't spoken to HR in quite some time. Still sat here with my man Mikey Demers from Skindred. Thank you for sticking around, buddy. Thanks for having me, dude. I'm happy to be here. Now, earlier on, we were talking about guitars. We were just starting to touch on guitar playing. And I know a lot of people are guitarists, me included, right? But there's something really big about Skindred's riffs and, importantly, right, it's the groove that you guys get. Oh. I mean, you and Pugsley, and you, you just managed to lock in this killer groove thank you and that is one of the hardest things I've known so many guitarists who are unbelievably technically proficient Mm. they can pull out a dream theater cover all day long they are just unbelievable Mm. but if you ask them to just stand there with a few other musicians and just riff on something just well just like on this they would be absolutely lost. And that is, it's a skill. Oh, and so you. I want to ask you, how, like, for anybody listening, how would a young guitarist go about getting an ear for a groove? I know what I think. Mm. I, I, I learned to play guitar, played along with records for my entire teenage yeah. years. Yeah, I did the same thing. So do you think that, do you think that's, because that, then you, you, you listen to, I think Other people's bit, playing a lot. I think that's a big part of it. I mean, it depends who you're listening to, I suppose. I never I never had any lessons or anything like that. I just kind of, like you said, just used to listen to things on headphones and play along with it. And I, you know, I listened to a lot of Soundgarden and 
Foo Fighters and Nirvana and Red Hot Chili Peppers, Rage Against yeah. the Machine, things like that, you know, things that had, like you said, like a groove. There's a groove going through all of them. I mean, you listen to Soundgarden, some of them, I don't know, Bad Motor for like uh, Room a Thousand right. Years Wide. Right. Down, 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 down. It's just totally like headbanging, groove, yeah. wrist, you know. I mean, you know, like you listen to a band like Pantera and it's all about that kind of groove, you know what I mean? It's kind of stuff which makes you want to move and that's a big part of what we do I mean whenever if I'm writing anything generally it's always something comes from a tempo rather than yeah rather than a melody sometimes you know I'll think about like the tempo of something and how it's going to make a crowd move and that kind of thing and that's more of a motivator than any kind of speed or virtuosity or anything like that I mean I was always into songs and always into like rock and roll and the idea of you know yeah percussive things you know what I mean I think music's can be you know rock music's quite tribal uh, you know and absolutely uh, I, and I think yeah. you know the, that rhythm and the drum that you know the percussive side of it is a big part of it also then I, I look at the guitar like a percussive instrument really I'm, so, you know i'm not not i'm not a speed freak or anything like that i mean yeah, yeah. i'm all about i'm always been into the riff so do you think that sometimes envisioning a crowd going crazy if you think I can picture a crowd bouncing to this, yeah, that's something. Do you think that 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 can sometimes help you come up with yeah. the perfect riff? I mean, I don't know about the perfect riff, but I mean that's a motivator. That smoke on the wall, we all know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, uh, you, you try and picture that when you're coming up with something. You know that that yeah. riff on that part of a song, we think this is gonna go off like like X or Y. You know. Yeah. And I suppose with the album, over the course of the album, you try and have a few songs that are like that and a few songs that are like certain other sort of feel and that kind of thing. But I'm always thinking about that side of things. It's not just literally just playing a guitar. It's yeah. I find that all the all my abilities with my, in my left hand. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, yeah. Right-handed is just like this thing's a you know a pig. But I always it's I'm always been about feel. Tried to be anyway. Sorry, I forgot you're left-handed, aren't you? Yeah. That's the, that was just confusing me there. Yeah. You're holding your guitar uh, the wrong way. I'm the, air guitar, obviously. Yeah. I'm thinking, that, that, that's not how I... Ah, yeah, sorry, I forgot yeah. about that one. Yeah. So that's another thing as well that kind of affects the way you play is the guitars you can get your hands on. Yeah. Limited, so... Is that still a problem? I know it used to be a problem years ago, but oh, yeah. it's the 21st century, man. Come on. I wish you'd tell... Women can vote and everything. You should be able to get a decent left-handed guitar. I wish you'd tell companies that because... Ah. I don't, well, there's some that do, but... I. I most of the guitars I sort of play is a, a kind of like been ratted from various right, right. putting things together, forcing things to work. <laughs> you just have to make do with what you can get your hands on, really. Isn't yeah, it? fair enough. Yeah, you mentioned some earlier on. We were talking off air. This is very unprofessional. Hmm. You mentioned about oh, you've got guitarist ears, and they're all shot to hell. Yeah. I mean, I started playing in bands when I was thirteen, right, and. You know what you're like when you're a teenager playing in a band and it's got to go all the way up to 11, whether yeah. the sound man says, yeah. not, says so or not, you know. And so my ears are shot. I've got tinnitus. Uh, all Constantly. All I can hear like when, I go, when I'm trying to go to sleep is like... Yeah. I mean, is that the same thing for you? <laughs> totally. I mean, I ride motorbikes as well, so that, that makes it even worse. There you go. Helmet uh, noise. <laughs> it's, it's like we're the same person, except one of us has a slightly better beard. <laughs> Yeah, so you know. Like, yeah, man. Tinnitus is like, you know, it's always there, creeping up on you when you least expect it. There it is. Wee. Hey, kids, important life advice here. If you're going to oh. play loud music in a band, you only get one pair of ears, so look after them, all right? It's sad, but true. You you know, you have to big up the ear protection. Well, you mentioned bikes <laughs> there. I mean, like, obviously, you do have interests outside of the band. I mean, what do you love doing? 
Well, I'm kind of I'm a bit of a homebody, so I cook a lot. I cool. Cook, I cook a lot for. What's you your know, speciality? What's my speciality? Everybody who cooks has got a. Mine's steak and oh, nice. steak you, and mash. You know, I've recently really, really, really learned how to cook a steak. Oh, I mean, been, you know, you've been cooking steak for years, but really figured it out. Really realised what it's all about. Right. Recently, so my my wife's quite happy about that. But I like <laughs> I like an I like a nice um I like cooking Italian food as well. I love Italian food. When it's done well, it's some of the best in the world. Carbs and fat, man. Yeah, man. Carbs, car- carbs cheese, meat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Speak to me. Count me in. Hells, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> going back to bikes there, what do you ride? I've got a few bikes in pieces at the moment. So uh, I've got the old, I've actually got a set of carburetors in pieces on my kitchen table right now. So if you went I to bet my place, your wife loves you. Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> no, she doesn't. The place stinks of Zwarfiga and engine oil. And yeah, I just got like several bikes and pieces. But I've got like an old Yamaha V-Twin that's in bits that I'm sort of making into a bobber at the moment. It's like right. spraying it all kinds of black and chopping it off with an angle grinder, chopping the frame up, that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm, my house is like a bit of a junkyard. <laughs> got bikes in various stages of disrepair. Brilliant. And guitars as well. Got guitars bikes and, and guitars. Do you ever get mixed up with it? Did this bit come from the bike or from the <laughs> guitar? I can't even remember anymore. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah, it's pretty chaotic in my place. <laughs> that kind of stuff everywhere. All right. Don't forget the new Skindred album, Volume, out October 30th. It is stupendous. Love the artwork as well, by the way. Thank you. It's suitably epic artwork. Yeah, man. Apocalyptic. And now, the sound of a squid being dropped from a great height. I was watching TV last night. All right, Beloved and I were just hanging out. We were watching Aquarius. It's a series that's been on Sky recently about the Charles Manson killings and, well, kind of the period leading up to the whole thing with uh, Charles Manson. It stars David Duchovny. It's a really good series, actually. And one of the adverts that came on in the middle, because, you know, Sky adverts, all that kind of thing. One of the adverts was for Steve Jobs. Now, this is the new film. It's kind of a, a biopic of the man in question. And it looks fascinating. Even speaking as someone who is not an Apple user, I've never owned an i anything, right? But even then, it looks fascinating. It's directed by Danny Boyle. And you know that he's bloody good. Stars Michael Fassbender as the man himself with Kate Winslet and Seth Rogen. And it looks, just from the, the trailer and the advert, it looks like a kind of warts and all look into the man who was behind the digital revolution. Imagine a world without Apple stuff right now. I mean, the write-up from IMDb, Steve Jobs takes us behind the scenes of the digital revolution to paint a portrait of the man at its epicenter. The story unfolds backstage at three iconic product launches, ending in 1998 with the unveiling of the iMac. And it looks absolutely brilliant. But here's the thing. I really hope that Steve Jobs starts off a trend for biopics named after the person that they are about. And who else could they do? I have an idea. After Steve Jobs, there is only one man worthy of a biopic such as this. One man America has spent millions to retrieve over the last few years, and his name is... Oscar-winning material, if ever there was. What else is going on tonight is that Evil Scarecrow are kicking off their Boldly Going Anywhere tour in Cardiff. And a little earlier on today, I spoke with Dr. Hell from the band to find out exactly how things are going. 
Hail. I'm very good, Jews. How are you, mate? Man, I'm, I'm great. The tour kicks off today. You must be stoked. Yes, we're very excited. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, our first proper full grown-up tour, like what real bands might do. <laughs> <laughs> this is a grown-up. It's almost like you're, you're a proper band. I know, it's getting a bit like that, isn't it? It's okay, our show hasn't changed, so we, we still defy normal band logic, it's fine. <laughs> well, the last time we spoke was when uh, you had the pledge campaign set up to get yourself a new van, because the last one was, well, Fubard. How did that work out? Good, mate. I'm actually sat in the new van as we speak, mate. It's, it's lovely. It's very good. Thanks to all the fans that pledged for us, because it, uh, it was an amazing thing that we achieved, really. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Although the engine management light is on, so, you know, it's already got the Scarecrow curse. <laughs> oh, already? It's, it's probably fine. I'm just ignoring it. That's yeah. the safest thing to do, isn't it? Well, what you could do, you could play dashboard bingo. If you can get an entire row of lights on, then you win uh, a, a prize <laughs> that may or may not be a large cloud of smoke coming out the back of the van. That sounds like something that would happen to us, yeah. So uh, we're up <laughs> for that. Why not? <laughs> so you're in Cardiff tonight. You've got yep. Southampton this week. And then this this yeah. tour's going on for bloody ages through to the end of January in Nottingham. Yeah, that's it, mate, yeah. I mean, Southampton's sold out, we've just found out, which is quite exciting. Really? Because, uh, yeah, we've never had a sell-out show before. Well, we have, but not, not pre-sales sell-out show, so... Uh, that's crazy. So we can either there must be some really good support bands on there, or uh, it's like a fifty capacity venue or something. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I think it's growing. It's growing, man. After Maybe. download this year, <laughs> when you had that absolutely massive crowd outside uh, the, the the third stage, you know, the, yeah. It, yeah, pumping the volume up on that one that that must have paid off dividends. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, <laughs> it's just been nonstop. Really, we just keep going. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we manage it, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, a, it's a pretty wild ride. So yeah, so you know, make sure you get your tickets for the tour because places are apparently uh, selling out unbelievably. But uh, it is the <laughs> yeah. boldly going anywhere tour. It is in Cardiff yeah. tonight. It's in Southampton this week. Uh, next week, there's dates in Glasgow, Dublin, Milton Keynes, and then on to Huddersfield and beyond. You've, you've picked some interesting venues on this tour. Um, nothing to do with me, mate. I just get told where to go. I don't know who's in charge. I don't even know who's in charge of telling me where to go anymore. <laughs> I just get a bit of paper through the door. Turn up, play, shout at these people, and that's it. <laughs> so on this so, tour, are yeah, you we... taking the full Scarecrow show? Well, oh, that's that's a tough one, man, because, uh, well, basically, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. As much as we can. As much as we can squeeze in the new van. And we've got a few logistic problems as well, because... Um, uh, Princess and Brother Payne are—they've just had a, a little baby. So um, they're not able to do some of the shows. So we've been frantically training up uh, Baron von Unterschlafen and uh, Chucky the Bastard uh, <laughs> to replace them. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, and they've done great. So they're with us. They're with us uh, on the road for this particular bit of the journey. And then I think Brother Payne joins us for a bit, and you know we've got a crab at some stage and no crabs at other stages, so we don't really know. It's it'll be random, basically a random show for each uh, place we play. Never the same show twice. That's what we say. <laughs> that is the boldly going anywhere tour. It's kicking off today with the mighty evil Scarecrow, dude. I hope it goes absolutely swimmingly well for you, and just as importantly, I hope the van holds up. Yes, me too, mate. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much, man. We, we appreciate everything. No worries, dude. Have a great tour and give my love to the guys. I will do, dude. Take care, man. Laters.
and another band who are kicking off a tour today in Southampton are Skindred. On the blow with me right now, I have a man who is rapidly running out of phone charge because he left his charger at home, Mr. Benji Webb. Yeah, Stevie Wonder packed my fucking bag for me, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, so this might disappear any second. We are short yeah, yeah, one yeah. phone charger in Southampton. But uh, you're gearing up for the big tour, man. The album's out this week. How are you feeling about it? Yeah. Uh, do you know what? The love that we've had is quite quite surreal, in all honesty, mate. I, I, you know, I mean, I've been doing this a lot, just Skin Red Band a long time, and I've never felt so much love from a record. So people are just buzzing about it. People are playing under attack and they're playing volume and, you know, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just where it should be. You know what I mean? Hells yeah. I mean, you must be buzzing after yeah, yeah. coming out at number 20 in the midweek charts yesterday in with a real chance yeah, of a top know, 20 you know, album. I do enjoy being in uh, do, uh, all that crap, but most important part for me is going on stage and being in a band. You know, that's what's important to me. I mean, I know the rest of the boys are chilling around popping champagne, which is beautiful. <laughs> but the most important part for me is plugging in the amp, plugging in the guitar, getting on microphone, check one, check two, check three. That's what's important about being in the band for me, in all honesty. You know, but don't get me wrong, buy the record. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw uh, Mikey Facebooking yesterday. He's been out and bought three copies himself. How many have you bought? I've bought two, but I ain't done yet. <laughs> so this is the thing, right? If you want to pick up Skindred's new album, do it this week, right? It came out last Friday. Yeah, get on it, man. And if we That's want to right, make it hit it. this week in the charts, you've got to go pick up Volume, the new album, right now. Do you have a personal message for people going out and getting the new album, dude? Yeah, by two, because you know what? We, we are so different. Believe you me, we have, we have the alternative alternative, and... You could give it to somebody who you don't expect them to dig it. It could be your friend who's into metal, it could be your friend who's into dance music. But you give that album to somebody, you know, who, who you don't expect them, and they're going to become a Skindred fan. Simple things. Excellent, man. So you are, you're, are you in Southampton now, or are you on your way there? I, I'm there. I've just got off, I've just got all, I'm surrounded by, like, um, sequin coats and leather jackets, and <laughs> just got on the side bus and trying to find figured out fur coats and black and white fur coats and red fur coats and boots <laughs> that are silver and boots that are black. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely in, I'm, I feel like I'm in um, T-Rex's um, backstage area. Does it feel good to know mm -hmm. that you finally, you've dropped the new album now and you're finally getting out on the road to just promote this new album? You've got a bunch of dates coming yeah. up. You've got Norwich, Nottingham, Manchester, Newcastle, Glasgow, Leeds, Bristol, Birmingham and London over the next couple of weeks. This must feel hella good for you now. No, yeah, this is this is what this is what it is about being in a band, you know, the, the getting out on the road and actually doing it, you know, the meeting meeting the fans, meeting the friends, catching up with old people, and you know, you know, we're not sleeping on people's floors no more, which you know, which is a blessing, you know. <laughs> you and, kind and of graduated good, beyond that, you know. Man. Yeah, I, for now. Around about my friend, I'm a firm believer in you know what goes up. Must come down eventually. Very yeah. positive web, <laughs> positive web, you know. So what have you got planned for the stage show this time? Because you're taking Crossfaith out on the road with you, and they have got a hella live show. So I assume that that's forced you to up your game even more than normal. Well, you know, I've been in the gym, and I told him already, I'm, not, I'm ready to knock fools out. You know, I'm, I'm going to bang that, that Japanese guy right in his face if he gets too fucking jumpy-humpy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm ready. I'm ready to go, bro. I'm ready to go. I've been in, I've been in the gym. I lost hella load of weight. I've been pushing hard, so... You know, I'm excited, and I know that, for me, Head P is one of my favorite bands of all time. 
Yeah. And I got them guys on the bill, and hopefully I'm going to get them up to play to sing a couple of um, you know, a couple of songs with us as well. I want Ken up on stage, and hopefully I get up to sing with because uh, I did a song on the Crossways album called um, Wildfire. So hopefully I'll get up to sing that song with them guys as well. I'm really excited, really, really am. So that's what you can expect from this tour. There will be a lot of love going on. You can expect to buff Benji as well. He's been hitting the iron, you know. Uh, no, don't tell people that, bro. I want to surprise them. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got on the tour bus and the driver sick out because we always use the same driver. And he said, what happened to you? What happened to you? You're all skinny. I said, that's not the word you're supposed to use, bro. <laughs> it's buff you're supposed to use. You know, but yeah, we're, we're excited. I know me and the guys are excited and we just... We just um, the stage looks amazing. I've 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 uh, some, had some some pictures of the stage. It's, it's an exciting time to be in a skindred camp for sure. Brother, <laughs> have an absolutely great tour, and I'll speak to you Thank later. You, you get on with your gig prep. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Nobody has asked, but once again, the internet has provided. Yes, somebody has covered "Bring Me the Horizons." Can you feel my heart? Using only the sound of excessive flatulence. God bless the internet. Now, you can check out the full video for this, entitled Can You Smell My Fart, online if you so wish. But if you just want a little taste of it, if that's not too gross a word to use in this situation. I think that's enough internet for today. And enough podcast as well. If you've made it through this far, well done. <laughs> and thank you again for checking out the Jewscast. I'll leave you now with a quote from the late, great Terry Pratchett. It's not worth doing something unless someone, somewhere, would much rather you weren't doing it. Hmm. <laughs>